Hello, everyone. It's Cheryl A. for the podcast on my watch. Now, an extraordinary thing happened in the last couple of days, which I thought it was really important for me to share with you. It's actually quite shocking, and some of you may have already read about it, but it is the sacking of the journalist who was working at the ABC, a woman called Antoinette Latouf. You might remember a couple of weeks ago the ABC sacked her apparently because she was showing bias towards Palestine. And that bias was, if you can believe it, that Antoinette Latouf shared on her personal Instagram post a human rights watch video. Now, you can go and find this. I'll share it today on my Instagram so you can see it. So by sharing a human rights watch, a humanitarian group's post on what's happening in Israel, and this post specifically was talking about how starvation is being used as a weapon, by the Israelis on the Palestinians. And she shared that post from a humanitarian organisation and she was sacked by the ABC. Now, what has come out of it, which is so extraordinary, and I thought we should be discussing this, is there was a group of Israeli lobbyists who started to lobby Ita Butros and threaten the ABC with legal action that completely they didn't have a leg to stand on. It's quite extraordinary. So what's happened now is Antoinette's got legal representation and is actually suing the ABC, right, for wrongful dismissal. But what has come out is somebody has leaked these secret messages, and I'm going to read them to you because it's been quite shocking. Now, a lot of this information, obviously, is coming from information online. I'll read the first one. The ABC sacked broadcaster Antoinette Latouf after a high-level and coordinated letter-writing campaign from a pro-Israel lobbyist that directly targeted the corporation's chair, Ita Butros, and the managing director, David Anderson. Now, this has been happening in journalism since October the 7th. All of a sudden, there has been a discussion about whether journalists can remain biased or not. And as it turns out, that people, uh, media organisations such as the Sydney Morning Herald, The Age, all of them, the discussion has been that people of colour, so people with basically an Arab background, aren't allowed to report on what's happening in Palestine and Israel. I mean, it's quite extraordinary in itself, and have we seen this ever happen in history before? I'm not quite sure. But this is an attempt, again, by the Israeli lobby group to gag us, and it's working. And now we know it's working because we have these texts to show what happened. I'm going to go through them because it's extraordinary that this is happening. So a person called Nikki Stein decided that, so this is some kind of WhatsApp group, an Israel lobbyist WhatsApp group, and there's a person called Nikki Stein that has called on the group to start lobbying to remove Antoinette Latouf from her job at the ABC, right, because of the humanitarian post that she posted 
So they're saying this Nikki is asking for the group to write a letter, contact the ABC ombudsman, to contact David Anderson, put pressure on David Anderson and the ABC board. Now the next one from Nikki Stein again on this WhatsApp group, it needs to be done today. So she's rallying the group, right, to sack Antoinette Latouf. It is important, she says, that the ABC hears not just from individuals in the community, but specifically lawyers, so they feel that there is an actual legal threat. So they want to put so much pressure on the ABC to make them feel like there's a legal threat. And she said, I have basically, this is Nikki Stein again, I have basically written to them and told them I expect, so them is the ABC, I expect proper response, not a generic response, by close of business today, or I would look to engage a senior counsel, so a lawyer. I know there is probably no this is really interesting. Nikki says, I know there is probably no actionable offence against the ABC, but I didn't say I would be taking one, just investigating one. I have said that they should be terminating her employment immediately. I mean, it's quite extraordinary that these bunch of bullies and, you know, bullies is actually a gentle term for these people. They are actually quite dangerous as well because if this is happening to the ABC, it's been happening to everyone. It's been happening in Australia. It's been happening here in the US where groups of pro-Israel people are trying to silence the truth. Why was Antoinette Latouf so offensive to them? What, because she's got an Arab background? And because she's got a Arab background, she's not allowed to talk about the genocide that's happening in Palestine. Do you know, even today, even today, they have turned the lights out. They have turned the internet off in Palestine. This is today. This is 101 or 102 days into the war, into the conflict. And they are still murdering and committing atrocities. And we've got people like this trying to silence the truth. They have been trying to silence the truth from day one. And, you know, that approach should be scaring all of us because you know why? They're getting away with it. They are still murdering and maiming. I saw a terrible clip this morning. This is in the West Bank, not in Gaza, in the West Bank, where a Palestinian person was walking up to open some barrier. It was like a, it was a gate, if you like, and they just shot him shot him dead to the ground. Somebody was videoing it from an apartment above. So it, it's been terrible and it's been a horror from day one, but it's getting even worse because they know they can get away with it because no one, Anthony Albanese, no leadership, nobody has said this is an atrocity and it has to stop other than what's happening with South Africa and the International Court of Justice. But anyway, back to these texts from an Israeli lobby group. So Nikki Stein has just said, she's a member of this group, has just said that really there isn't any legal action. They're just trying to scare the ABC into sacking Antoinette Latouf. Well, they did. They did. So another guy comes in, a guy called Robert Goot. I understand that she will be gone from radio from Friday. And this person, Nikki Stein, comes back and dismissed from the ABC altogether. Friday is three days away. That's too long. 
that's too long to have a journalist reporting and working at the ABC and because she has an Arab background, that's too long to keep her there. Think about the dangers in that. Think about what happens when people are selecting journalists based on their background and not on their experience. We'll end up with an all-white media is what we'll end up with. And if these Israeli lobbyists get what they want, that's what will happen. I don't know who leaked this, but I'm so happy that they've been exposed, so happy, because so many of these lobby groups, Israeli lobby groups, they're liars. They already lied about the fact that they were going to sue the ABC because they couldn't. They're liars and they are absolute complicit. They have blood on their hands. They are absolutely complicit in what is happening in Palestine today. They are complicit in genocide. Now, as you can hear, I'm very angry this morning. I mean, it really, really tipped me over the edge. And I feel for Antoinette and how brave is she? She's taking them on. If you go and visit her Instagram page, Antoinette Latouf is her name. Uh, She's also got a GoFundMe page to raise money for her legal fees, um, which I made a contribution to this morning. But anyway, either way, just go and like her and support her. And if you can't donate, that doesn't matter. Just make a comment (laughs) and just say, you go, girl, you go, Antoinette, you get them. Anyway, Debbie, another person, hops into this conversation. So these are all part of that pro-Israeli group. Uh, Why are we asking for her to be dismissed is, I think, the question. And Debbie says, due to her stance on Israel or other reasons, and a, a guy called Robert, he says it's because of her stance on Israel. And then there's a lawyer who's just called himself Lawyer 3. It's obvious the Israeli Jewish lobby at work again. We are obviously terrible at it given the amount of lousy press we get. And that is extraordinary. You know, that could be seen just because he's got a a laughing emoji around that, this Lawyer 3, and Debbie who says that they get lousy press. They're complaining that people that are committing a genocide are getting lousy press. They're complaining that people that have killed over 20,000 people, of which over 10,000 were women and children, they're complaining that that's lousy press, that they have been caught out. This is so momentous, it really is, and I know I use that word a lot. So this is such a, a, a turning point in history, if you like, because whatever happens from here, and none of us know what's going to happen from here, but Israel will never be the same again. This kind of bullying tactics will never happen again. So back to these Antoinette Latouf case. So they did. So Ida Butros organised it so that Antoinette Latouf got the sack. So Nikki's very happy, Nikki Stein in this group, uh, just got back from, got an Ida Butros response uh, saying that she's going to deal with it. And in brackets she says, Nikki says, which was a bit cheeky, threatening legal action, I know. But, you know, Ida Butros bought it. She didn't check with anybody. They just sacked her. Nobody checked with legal. Nobody checked to see she'd actually made a mistake or that she showed bias or by, you know, sharing a humanitarian video. They sacked her. 
I tell you what, Ita Buttrow should be sacked and so should David Anderson because rather than protect their own, protect their staff, protect their mission, protect Australians in terms of what information we get, no, they listen to an Israeli lobby group who were lying to them in the first place and they sacked her. Thank you to the person that has leaked this information. Thank you, thank you. Anyway, so this really works in favour of Antoinette's case, clearly, but not just Antoinette, in terms of journalism, and I hope it sets a precedent. Uh, it turns out too that, you know, all those fantastic journalists at the ABC uh asking for answers. I think that this is the beginning of some really big conversations at the ABC and other media organisations. But just remember this, when Patricia Cavallis interviewed that disgusting Deborah Conway and she talked about Israel and she talked about how the murdering of children by Israel, well, they weren't really, if you call them children, nothing happened with that conversation because the Israeli lobbyist group didn't come back in arms because it was Deborah Conway getting a voice on the ABC given to her by Patricia Cavallis. Patricia's still got a job and Deborah's doing whatever she's doing, still spruiking hatred, I think, and that just went away. But Antoinette Latouf shared a humanitarian video and this happened. In a way, I'm really glad that this has happened because this has exposed everything that we've been suspecting or that I've been suspecting that's going on. It's now been exposed and now we know it's the truth. Here in the USA too, and you might have been following this guy, there was a journalist on MSNBC and his name is Mehdi Hassan. Now, I don't know his exact background, but I know it's an Arab background and he's had to leave. So he's been punished in a way just because of who he is. Can you see how dangerous this is? That people of colour can no longer work in media organisations and what's going to happen is now we're only going to be fed what white journalists think. It's, it's extraordinary. Everybody should have a voice. White journalists should have a voice. People of colour should have a voice. We should all have a voice. Of course we need it. You know it and I know it. But it's kind of going backwards. We've come this far and now this conflict, because of Israeli lobby groups, now this conflict is becoming so entrenched in divisiveness that we are starting to select journalists on the basis of that's all we want to hear. So no other person at the ABC was offensive to this Israeli lobby group except for Antoinette Latouf because she was an, she has an Arab background. It's very, very dangerous territory that we're walking into and it's not just happening in Australia. I'm sure it's happening right around the world, but this is blown up because somebody leaked those messages. Anyway, whoever that somebody is, I hope you're listening and thanks very much. I, I want to make this comment and it's kind of related. There's a wonderful person on Instagram called Ruby Hamad and she's a writer, obviously with a Arab background, and she's been really prolific on Instagram and, and you know, super smart in her conversations. But she this morning posted this, which has really made me think, so going back to Mehdi Hassan, who lost his job at MSNBC, he posted a tweet that said, 
it would have cost Biden nothing whatsoever to mention the 24,000 Palestinians dead, even in passing. But no, not a word, not a mention. Why didn't he? What are people in the White House thinking? Forget basic morality. Have they abandoned doing basic politics? Now, this is a really interesting text, and he's referring to the milestone of 100 days where uh, Joe Biden, the President of the United States of America, put out a statement about the conflict reaching 100 days but never once mentioned the Palestinians in that statement. It was all about Israel and Hamas, of course, but no mention of Palestinians, no mention of Gaza, no mention of over 24,000 people murdered. But Ruby said this, and I'm going to read it because she's a beautiful writer and she's so articulate. She said, because officials don't speak to the present, they speak to the future. So she's talking about Joe Biden then. Biden's speech is part of the official transcript that rewrites history. It's the same reason legacy media, or mastheads as I call them, covered Israel's defence at the ICJ but not South Africa's case. They're leaving a very specific one-sided official record for future historians. That actually gave me goosebumps. Now, that's written by Ruby Hamad. So I've always felt that journalists, mastheads, New York Times, Washington Post, Sydney Morning Herald, The Age, the ABC, whatever you like, are the truth-tellers. And they also are there to document history. And I have been saying this, you know, since this conflict started, that so many of these journalists have not been documenting history truthfully. They have used evasive language. They've tried not to use people being murdered. They've never used the word genocide, all sorts of things. And I've never really understood why. And now Ruby says it's because they don't want history to be recorded in a very specific way that goes in their favour. So we did talk on this podcast the other day about how Israel's defence was broadcast and South Africans' defence wasn't. You know, and I don't know about you, but I thought that was completely just because it was bias, but it's more than bias. It's how they want history to perceive them in the future. And that I think is really, really frightening, how they manipulate what's happening in the media to go in their favour. It's extraordinary. Anyway, so many horrors continue, so many people murdered every single day. I read somewhere the other day that in this conflict it has been the only time in history where the normalisation of destroying hospitals is happening, where they are bombing hospitals and they are murdering the people in the hospitals. You know, I said that to a friend of mine here. I said, do you know they're killing people, patients in hospitals as well as bombing hospitals? And my friend said, no, they're not. That's a war crime. They wouldn't be doing that. Well, they are. And if you're reading traditional media, that's why you don't know that. The only way you know that is if you're following the journalists that are on the ground in Palestine and showing us live footage of what's happening there. Anyway, what a mess this world is in at the moment. I tell you, I'm very, very fearful for what's going to happen 
with the ICJ case, the International Court of Justice, because Israel is absolutely bloodthirsty rogue at the moment, continuing with the same intensity, as I said, turning the lights out, turning the internet out. And I really fear that if the case goes in Israel's favour, that will create more barbarianism, more than what we've seen, because they will then have a blank check, if you like. They will have free reign. And hopefully, hopefully they, that it doesn't go in their favour and that it is recognised as a genocide and that somehow the world can enforce a ceasefire. That's it from me today. Go in peace.